0: book twelve part two of laws by plato translated by benjamin jowett this librivox recording is in the public domain book twelve now that the whole city has been divided into parts of which the nature and number have been described and laws have been given about all the most important contracts as far as this was possible the next thing will be to have justice done the first of the courts shall consist of elected judges who shall be chosen by the plaintiff and the defendant in common these shall be called arbiters rather than judges and in the second court there shall be judges of the villages and tribes corresponding to the twelvefold division of the land and before these the litigants shall go to contend for greater damages if the suit be not decided before the first judges the defendant if he be defeated the second time shall pay a fifth more than the damages mentioned in the indictment and if he find fault with his judges and would try a third time let him carry the suit before the select judges and if he be again defeated let him pay the whole of the damages and half as much again and the plaintiff if when defeated before the first judges he persist in going on to the second shall if he wins receive in addition to the damages a fifth part more and if defeated he shall pay a like sum but if he is not satisfied with the previous decision and will insist on proceeding to a third court then if he win he shall receive from the defendant the amount of the damages and as i said before half as much again and the plaintiff if he lose shall pay half of the damages claimed now the assignment by lot of judges to courts and the completion of the number of them and the appointment of servants to the different magistrates and the times at which the several causes should be heard and the votings and delays and all the things that necessarily concern suits and the order of causes and the time in which answers have to be put in and parties are to appear of these and other things akin to these we have indeed already spoken but there is no harm in repeating what is right twice or thrice all lesser and easier matters which the elder legislator has omitted may be supplied by the younger one private courts will be sufficiently regulated in this way and the public and state courts and those which the magistrates must use in the administration of their several offices exist in many other states many very respectable institutions of this sort have been framed by good men and from them the guardians of the law may by reflection derive what is necessary for the order of our new state considering and correcting them and bringing them to the test of experience until every detail appears to be satisfactorily determined and then putting the final seal upon them and making them irreversible they shall use them for ever afterwards as to what relates to the silence of judges and the abstinence from words of evil omen and the reverse and the different notions of the just and good and honourable which exist in our own as compared with other states they have been partly mentioned already and another part of them will be mentioned hereafter as we draw near the end to all these matters he who would be an equal judge shall justly look and he shall possess writings about them that he may learn them for of all kinds of knowledge the knowledge of good laws has the greatest power of improving the learner otherwise there would be no meaning in the divine and admirable law possessing a name akin to mine nous nomas and of all other words such as the praises and censures of individuals which occur in poetry and also in prose whether written down or uttered in daily conversation whether men dispute about them in the spirit of contention or weekly assent to them as is often the case of all these the one sure test is the writings of the legislator which the righteous judge ought to have in his mind as the antidote of all other words and thus make himself and the city stand upright procuring for the good the continuance and increase of justice and for the bad on the other hand a conversion from ignorance and intemperance and in general from all unrighteousness as far as their evil minds can be healed but to those whose web of life is in reality finished giving death which is the only remedy for souls in their condition as i may say truly again and again and such judges and chiefs of judges will be worthy of receiving praise from the whole city when the suits of the year are completed the following laws shall regulate their execution in the first place the judge shall assign to the party who wins the suit the whole property of him who loses with the exception of mere necessaries and the assignment shall be made through the herald immediately after each decision in the hearing of the judges and when the month arrives following the month in which the courts are sitting unless the gainer of the suit has been previously satisfied the court shall follow up the case and hand over to the winner the goods of the loser but if they find that he has not the means of paying and the sum deficient is not less than a drachma the insolvent person shall not have any right of going to law with any other man until he have satisfied the debt of the winning party but other persons shall still have the right of bringing suits against him and if any one after he is condemned refuses to acknowledge the authority which condemned him let the magistrates who are thus deprived of their authority bring him before the court of the guardians of the law and if he be cast let him be punished with death as a subverter of the whole state and of the laws thus a man is born and brought up and after this manner he begets and brings up his own children and has his share of dealings with other men and suffers if he has done wrong to any one and receives satisfaction if he has been wronged and so at length in due time he grows old under the protection of the laws and his end comes in the order of nature concerning the dead of either sex the religious ceremonies which may fittingly be performed whether appertaining to the gods of the underworld or of this shall be decided by the interpreters with absolute authority their sepulchres are not to be in places which are fit for cultivation and there shall be no monuments in such spots either large or small but they shall occupy that part of the country which is naturally adapted for receiving and concealing the bodies of the dead with as little hurt as possible to the living no man living or dead shall deprive the living of the sustenance which the earth their foster parent is naturally inclined to provide for them and let not the mound be piled higher than would be the work of five men completed in five days nor shall the stone which is placed over the spot be larger than would be sufficient to receive the praises of the dead included in four heroic lines nor shall the laying out of the dead in the house continue for a longer time than is sufficient to distinguish between him who is in a trance only and him who is really dead and speaking generally the third day after death will be a fair time for carrying out the body to the sepulchre now we must believe the legislator when he tells us that the soul is in all respects superior to the body that even in life what makes each one of us to be what we are is only the soul and that the body follows us about in the likeness of each of us and therefore when we are dead the bodies of the dead are quite rightly said to be our shades or images for the true and immortal being of each one of us which is called the soul goes on her way to other gods before them to give an account which is an inspiring hope to the good but very terrible to the bad as the laws of our fathers tells us and they also say that not much can be done in the way of helping a man after he is dead but the living he should be helped by all his kindred that while in life he may be the holiest and justest of men and after death may have no great sins to be punished in the world below if this be true a man ought not to waste his substance under the idea that all this lifeless mass of flesh which is in process of burial is connected with him he should consider that the son or brother or the beloved one whoever he may be whom he thinks he is laying in the earth has gone away to complete and fulfil his own destiny and that his duty is rightly to order the present and to spend moderately on the lifeless altar of the gods below but the legislator does not intend moderation to be taken in the sense of meanness let the law then be as follows the expenditure on the entire funeral of him who is of the highest class shall not exceed five mina, and for him who is of the second class three mina, and for him who is of the third class two mina, and for him who is of the fourth class one mina, will be a fair limit of expense the guardians of the law ought to take especial care of the different ages of life whether childhood or manhood or any other age and at the end of all let there be some one guardian of the law presiding who shall be chosen by the friends of the deceased to superintend and let it be glory to him to manage with fairness and moderation what relates to the dead and a discredit to him if they are not well managed let the laying out and other ceremonies be in accordance with custom but to the statesman who adopts custom as his law we must give way in certain particulars it would be monstrous for example that he should command any man to weep or abstain from weeping over the dead but he may forbid cries of lamentation and not allow the voice of the mourner to be heard outside the house also he may forbid the bringing of the dead body into the open streets or the processions of mourners in the streets and may require that before daybreak they should be outside the city let these then be our laws relating to such matters and let him who obeys be free from penalty but he who disobeys even a single guarding of the law shall be punished by them all with a fitting penalty other modes of burial or again the denial of burial which is to be refused in the case of robbers of temples and parasites and the like have been devised and are embodied in the preceding laws so that now our work of legislation is pretty nearly at an end but in all cases the end does not consist in doing something or acquiring something or establishing something the end will be attained and finally accomplished and we have provided for the perfect and lasting continuance of our institutions until then our creation is incomplete cleinias that is very good stranger but i wish you would tell me more clearly what you mean athenian o oh cleinias many things of old time were well said and some and the saying about the fates was one of them cleinias what is it athenian the saying that lachesis or the giver of the lots is the first of them and that clotho or the spinster is the second of them and that atropos or the unchanging one is the third of them and that she is the preserver of the things which we have spoken and which have been compared in a figure to things woven by fire they both that is atropos and the fire producing the quality of unchangeableness i am speaking of the things which in a state and government give not only health and salvation to the body but law or rather preservation of the law in the soul and if i am not mistaken this seems to be still wanting in our laws we have still to see how we can implant in them this irreversible nature cleinias it will be no small matter if we can only discover how such a nature can be implanted in anything athenian but it certainly can be so much i clearly see cleinias then let us not think of desisting until we have imparted this quality to our laws for it is ridiculous after a great deal of labour has been spent to place a thing at last on an insecure foundation athenian i approve of your suggestion and am quite of the same mind with you cleinias very good and now what according to you is to be the salvation of our government and of our laws and how is it to be effected athenian were we not saying that there must be in our city a council which was to be of this sort the ten oldest guardians of the law and all those who have obtained prizes of virtue were to meet in the same assembly and the council was also to include those who had visited foreign countries in the hope of hearing something that might be of use in the preservation of the laws and who having come safely home and having been tested in these same matters had proved themselves to be worthy to take part in the assembly each of the members was to select some young man of not less than thirty years of age he himself judging in the first instance whether the young man was worthy by nature and education and then suggesting him to the others and if he seemed to them also to be worthy they were to adopt him but if not the decision at which they arrived was to be kept a secret from the citizens at large and more especially from the rejected candidate the meeting of the council was to be held early in the morning when everybody was most at leisure from all other business whether public or private was not something of this sort said by us before cleinias true athenian then returning to the council i would say further that if we let it down to be the anchor of the state our city having everything which is suitable to her will preserve all that we wish to preserve cleinias what do you mean athenian now is the time for me to speak the truth in all earnestness cleinias well said and i hope that you will fulfil your intention athenian know cleinias that everything in all that it does has a natural saviour as of an animal the soul and the head are the chief saviours cleinias once more what do you mean athenian the well-being of those two is obviously the preservation of every living thing cleinias how is that athenian the soul besides other things contains mind and the head besides other things contains sight and hearing and the mind mingling with the noblest of the senses and becoming one with them may be truly called the salvation of all cleinias yes quite so athenian yes indeed but with what is that intellect concerned which mingling with the senses is the salvation of ships in storms as well as in fair weather in a ship when the pilot and the sailors unite their perceptions with the piloting mind do they not save both themselves and their craft cleinias very true athenian we do not want many illustrations about such matters what aim would the general of an army or what aim would a physician propose to himself if he were seeking to attain salvation cleinias very good athenian does not the general aim at victory and superiority in war and do not the physician and his assistants aim at producing health in the body cleinias certainly athenian and a physician who is ignorant about the body that is to say who knows not that which we just now called health or a general who knows not victory or any others who are ignorant of the particulars of the arts which we mention cannot be said to have understanding about any of these matters cleinias they cannot athenian and what would you say of the state if a person proves to be ignorant of the aim to which the statesman should look ought he in the first place to be called a ruler at all and further will he ever be able to preserve that of which he does not even know the aim cleinias impossible athenian and therefore if our settlement of the country is to be perfect we ought to have some institution which as i was saying will tell what is the aim of the state and will inform us how we are to attain this and what law or what man will advise us to that end any state which has no such institution is likely to be devoid of mind and sense and in all her actions will proceed by mere chance cleinias very true athenian in which then of the parts or institutions of the state is any such guardian power to be found can we say Kleinias i am not quite certain stranger but i have a suspicion that you are referring to the assembly which you just now said was to meet at night athenian you understand me perfectly cleinias and we must assume as the argument implies that this council possesses all virtue and the beginning of virtue is not to make mistakes by guessing many things but to look steadily at one thing and on this to fix all our aims Cleinias, quite true athenian then now we shall see why there is nothing wonderful in states going astray the reason is that their legislators have such different aims nor is there anything wonderful in some laying down as their ruler of justice that certain individuals should bear rule in the state whether they be good or bad and others that the citizens should be rich not caring whether they are the slaves of other men or not the tendency of others again is towards freedom and some legislate with a view to two things at once they want to be at the same time free and the lords of other states but the wisest men as they deem themselves to be look to all these and similar aims and there is no one of them which they exclusively honour and to which they would have all things look cleinias then stranger our former assertion will hold for we were saying that laws generally should look to one thing only and this as we admitted was rightly said to be virtue Athenian yes cleinias and we said that virtue was of four kinds athenian quite true cleinias and that mind was the leader of the four and that to her the three other virtues and all other things ought to have regard athenian you follow me capitally cleinias and i would ask you to follow me to the end for we have already said that the mind of the pilot the mind of the physician and of the general looked to that one thing to which they ought to look and now we may turn to mind political of which as of a human creature we will ask a question o oh, wonderful being and to what are you looking the physician is able to tell his single aim in life but you the superior as you declare yourself to be of all intelligent beings when you are asked are not able to tell can you megillus and you cleinias say distinctly what is the aim of mind political in return for the many explanation of things which i have given you cleinias we cannot stranger athenian well but ought we not to desire to see it and to see where it is to be found cleinias for example where athenian for example we were saying that there are four kinds of virtue and there are four of them each of them must be one cleinias certainly athenian and further all four of them we call one for we say that courage is virtue and that prudence is virtue and the same of the two others as if they were in reality not many but one that is virtue cleinias quite so athenian there is no difficulty in seeing in what way the two differ from one another and have received two names and so of the rest but there is more difficulty in explaining why we call these two and the rest of them by the single name of virtue cleinias how do you mean athenian I have no difficulty in explaining what i mean let us distribute the subject into questions and answers Cleinias, once more what do you mean athenian ask me what is that one thing which i call virtue and then again speak of as two one part being courage and the other wisdom i will tell you how that occurs one of them has to do with fear in this the beasts also participate and quite young children i mean courage for a courageous temper is a gift of nature and not of reason but without reason there can never have been or is or will be a wise and understanding soul it is of a different nature cleinias that is true athenian i have now told you in what way the two are different and do you in return tell me in what way they are one and the same suppose that i ask you in what way the four are one and when you have answered me you will have a right to ask of me in return in what way they are for and then let us proceed to inquire whether in the case of things which have a name and also a definition to them true knowledge consists in knowing the name only and not the definition can he who is good for anything be ignorant of all this without discredit where great and glorious truths are concerned cleinias i suppose not athenian and is there anything greater to the legislator and the guardian of the law and to him who thinks that he excels all other men in virtue and has won the palm of excellence than these very qualities of which we are now speaking courage temperance wisdom justice cleinias how can there be anything greater athenian and ought not the interpreters the teachers the lawgivers the guardians of the other citizens to excel the rest of mankind and perfectly to show him who desires to learn and know or whose evil actions require to be punished and reproved what is the nature of virtue and vice or shall some poet who has found his way into the city or some chance person who pretends to be an instructor of youth show himself to be better than him who has won the prize for every virtue and can we wonder that when the guardians are not adequate in speech or action and have no adequate knowledge of virtue the city being unguarded should experience the common fate of cities in our day cleinias wonder no athenian well then must we do as we said, or can we give our guardians a more precise knowledge of virtue in speech and action than the many have or is there any way in which our city can be made to resemble the head and senses of rational beings because possessing such a guardian power cleinias what stranger is the drift of your comparison athenian do we not see that the city is the trunk and are not the younger guardians who are chosen for their natural gifts placed in the head of the state having their souls all full of eyes with which they look about the whole city they keep watch and hand over their perceptions to the memory and inform the elders of all that happens in the city and those whom we compared to the mind because they have many wise thoughts that is to say the old men take counsel in making use of the younger men as their ministers and advising with them in this way both together truly preserve the whole state shall this or some other be the order of our state are all our citizens to be equal in acquirements or shall there be special persons among them who have received a more careful training and education cleinias that they should be equal my good sir is impossible athenian then we ought to proceed to some more exact training than any which has preceded cleinias certainly athenian and must not that of which we are in need be the one to which we were just now alluding cleinias, very true athenian did we not say that workman or guardian if he be perfect in every respect ought not only to be able to see the many aims but he should press onward to the one this he should know and knowing order all things with a view to it cleinias true athenian and can any one have a more exact way of considering or contemplating anything than the being able to look at one idea gathered from many different things cleinias perhaps not athenian not perhaps not but certainly not my good sir is the right answer there never has been a truer method than this discovered by any man cleinias i bow to your authority stranger let us proceed in the way which you propose athenian then as would appear we must compel the guardians of our divine state to perceive in the first place what that principle is which is the same in all the four the same as we affirm in courage and in temperance and in justice and in prudence and which being one we call as we ought by the single name of virtue to this my friend we will if you please hold fast and not let go until we have sufficiently explained what that is to which we are to look whether to be regarded as one or as a whole or as both or in whatever way are we likely ever to be in a virtuous condition if we cannot tell whether virtue is many or four or one certainly if we take counsel among ourselves we shall in some way contrive that this principle has a place amongst us but if you have made up your mind that we should let the matter alone we will cleinias we must not stranger by the god of strangers i swear that we must not for in our opinion you speak most truly but we should like to know how you will accomplish your purpose Athenian. wait a little before you ask and let us first of all be quite agreed with one another that the purpose has to be accomplished cleinias certainly it ought to be if it can be athenian well and about the good and the honourable are we to take the same view are our guardians only to know that each of them is many or, or also how and in what way they are one cleinias they must consider also in what sense they are one athenian and are they to consider only and to be unable to set forth what they think cleinias certainly not that would be the state of a slave athenian and may not the same be said of all good things that the true guardians of the laws ought to know the truth about them and to be able to interpret them in words and carrying them out in action judging of what is and of what is not well according to nature cleinias certainly athenian is not the knowledge of the gods which we have set forth with so much zeal one of the noblest sorts of knowledge to know that they are and know how great is their power as far as in man lies we do indeed excuse the mass of the citizens who only follow the voice of the laws but we refuse to admit as guardians any who do not labor to obtain every possible evidence that there is respecting the gods our city is forbidden and not allowed to choose as a guardian of the law or to place in the select order of virtue him who is not an inspired man and has not labored at these things cleinias it is certainly just as you say that he who is indolent about such matters or incapable should be rejected and that things honourable should be put away from him athenian are we assured that there are two things which lead men to believe in the gods as we have already stated cleinias what are they athenian one is the argument about the soul which has been already mentioned that it is the eldest and most divine of all things to which motion attaining generation gives perpetual existence the other was an argument from the order of the motion of the stars and of all things under the dominion of the mind which ordered the universe if a man look upon the world not lightly or ignorantly there was never any one so godless who did not experience an effect opposite to that which the many imagine for they think that those who handle these matters by the help of astronomy and the accompanying arts of demonstration may become godless because they see as far as they can see things happening by necessity and not by an intelligent will accomplishing good Clintus, but what is the fact athenian just the opposite as i said of the opinion which once prevailed among men that the sun and stars are without soul even in those days men wondered about them that which is now ascertained was then conjectured by some who had a more exact knowledge of them that if they had been things without soul and had no mind they could never have moved with numerical exactness so wonderful and even at that time some ventured to hazard the conjecture that mind was the orderer of the universe but these same persons again mistaking the nature of the soul which they conceived to be younger and not older than the body once more overturned the world or rather i should say themselves for the bodies which they saw moving in heaven all appeared to be full of stones and earth and many other lifeless substances and to these they assigned the causes of all things such studies give rise to much atheism and perplexity and the poets took occasion to be abusive comparing the philosophers to she-dogs uttering vain howlings and talking other nonsense of the same sort but now as i said the case is reversed cleinias how so athenian no man can be a true worshipper of the gods who does not know these two principles that the soul is the eldest of all things which are born and is immortal and rules over all bodies moreover as i have now said several times he who has not contemplated the mind of nature which is said to exist in the stars and gone through the previous training and seen the connection of music with these things and harmonized them all with laws and institutions is not able to give a reason of such things as have a reason and he who is unable to acquire this in addition to the ordinary virtues of a citizen can hardly be a good ruler of a whole state but he should be the subordinate of other rulers wherefore cleinias and megillus let us consider whether we may not add to all the other laws which we have discussed this further one that the nocturnal assembly of the magistrates which has also shared in the whole scheme of education proposed by us shall be a guard set according to law for the salvation of the state shall we propose this cleinias certainly my good friend we will if the thing is in any degree possible athenian let us make a common effort to gain such an object for i too will gladly share in the attempt of these matters i have had much experience and have often considered them and i dare say that i shall be able to find others who will also help cleinias i agree stranger that we should proceed along the road in which god is guiding us and how we can proceed rightly has now to be investigated and explained athenian Megillus and cleinias about these matters we cannot legislate further until the council is constituted when that is done then we will determine what authority they shall have of their own but the explanation of how this is all to be ordered would only be given rightly in a long discourse cleinias what do you mean and what new thing is this athenian in the first place a list would have to be made out of those who by their ages and studies and dispositions and habits are well fitted for the duty of a guardian in the next place it will not be easy for them to discover themselves what they ought to learn or become the disciple of one who has already made the discovery furthermore to write down the times at which and during which they ought to receive the several kinds of instruction would be a vain thing for the learners themselves do not know what is learned to advantage until the knowledge which is the result of learning has found a place in the soul of each and so these details although they could not be truly said to be secret might be said to be incapable of being stated beforehand because when stated they would have no meaning cleinias what then are we to do stranger under these circumstances athenian as the proverb says the answer is no secret but open to all of us we must risk the whole on the chance of throwing as they say thrice six or thrice ace and i am willing to share with you the danger by stating and explaining to you my views about education and nurture which is the question coming to the surface again the danger is not a slight or ordinary one and i would advise you cleinias in particular to see to the matter for if you order rightly the city of the magnetes or whatever name god may give it you will obtain the greatest glory or at any rate you will be thought the most courageous of men in the estimation of posterity dear companions if this our divine assembly can only be established to them we will hand over the city none of the present company of legislators as i may call them would hesitate about that and the state will be perfected and become a waking reality which a little while ago we attempted to create as a dream and in idea only mingling together reason and mind in one image in the hope that our citizens might be duly mingled and rightly educated and being educated and dwelling in the citadel of the land might become perfect guardians such as we have never seen in all our previous life by reason of the saving virtue which is in them Megillus, dear Cleinias, after all that has been said, either we must detain the stranger, and by supplications and in all manner of ways make him share in the foundation of the city, or we must give up the undertaking. Cleinias, very true, Megillus, and you must join with me in detaining him. Megillus, I will. End of Book Twelve End of Laws by Plato Translated by Benjamin Jowett